Welcome to Teaching Brute. Today's topic is project-based learning. Ooh, fun one. Yes, everybody loves to get their hands into a project. And you know, it's something that the kids often get really engaged in, the teachers can have a lot of fun with. Absolutely. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about actually is the definition of project-based learning. So how would we define project-based learning? Ah, uh, yes, because project-based learning is very different from a project. Mm-hmm. So, an actual definition that we have, one of the major definitions that we have from online, is an approach to learning focusing on developing a product or creation. The project may or may not be student-centered, problem-based, or inquiry-based. Hmm. So what you're telling me is that it does not have to be inquiry driven. No, it doesn't. So if you are a teacher that has, you know, you need to put a bit more guidance in, a little bit more leading of your students down the garden path, you can do that. And that can still be a project-based learning unit. Perfect. All right. So uh, the next thing we really want to talk about is how we can basically clearly kind of draw the difference between a project and project-based learning. Yes. Key differences there. Yes, there is, so, and, there's, and, they're, and they're and they're big. They're, they're, you get to make sure you understand what the two are, so that way you make sure you're not going down the path of the project instead of a PBL based. Right. So, is there an easy way to sum that up? Um, I think in a nutshell, a project is often a one-off task. It's it's it typically won't involve several other disciplines at once versus a project-based learning can involve several subjects at once and it typically leads to a the project-based learning typically leads to a larger broader kind of huge understanding okay. a project may simply cover one or two outcomes if you're an outcome driven school project-based learning might cover multiple because you're you can see the students progress throughout a journey so when we were kids and we were you know building dioramas for social studies units that would have been a project not project-based learning exactly because a pro- that that's a one-off situation and that, so you might have the diorama in PBL but it might be one part of oh. the whole ta- the, the, the broader task okay so I guess there are a few things if you want to dive into the project-based learning yeah that you need to think about before you actually get started. Well, what are they, Mindy? (laughs) Tell us about them. For starters, why? Why would a project be the best use of your time? As a teacher, you've got a lot of demands on your time. You've got a lot of demands in terms of curriculum and how much time you're devoting to Mm -hmm. the various pieces of your curriculum. Absolutely. And if you're deciding to go down the road of project-based learning, well, there's some extra time that's going to be involved in that, which means you're going to have to take it away from somewhere else. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Why, why a project? Um, the second thing is, how are you going to manage the project? Mm. Because, you know, when you've got your 20, 25, 30 kids running around the room, all working on something, it's going to be a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And I think you need to be okay with that chaos in the context of PBL. I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's it's less traditionally structured. 
you don't have much of the talking head from the teacher. You might have mini lessons, mm -hmm. like a quick, like, hey guys, in order to do this next project, you might need to understand what the word dialogue means. Here's what dialogue means. Let's take a look at a couple of stories that have some dialogue, and then away they go back to the project, or back to what the tasks they're doing. So there might be some, a, a little bit of direct teaching, but it's not gonna be as formal as the traditional classroom would imply. And it's gonna be much more targeted. You may only be doing that with a s certain group of kids. You're gonna be small grouping it up in the front of your classroom or, or in that space that you need to small group. And you might have to small group with a, with a group of kids who haven't quite mastered it again. Yeah. So then the third question is, this is the big one. How are you going to assess student knowledge? Ah. Because, you know, kids can produce some amazing things, but how do you tell exactly what they know? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, your, your summative assessment, you'll typically have an assessment tool built into it, whether it's a rubric or a checklist, and that would be typically be very transparent with the kids. This is exactly their guide points and what they're going for and what they need but it's throughout the process that you need to be a bit more cautious of. Because that's the point where you're gonna to need to have small group conferencing, you're gonna be taking some anecdotal notes or some observational notes, maybe even using your observational checklist throughout the process. And you're probably gonna be doing some check-ins on whatever tool they're recording their information in, whether it be you know a writer's notebook, a reader's notebook, a math journal, whatever you need to do. Um, one thing that really works for a lot of teachers and for a lot of schools is do a quick check at the end of the day and leave the students a sticky note about, you know, two stars and a wish that oh. they need to work on when they go back to their books the next day. Um, and you make that sticky note very visible. So if you close the book up, have that little sticky note kind of sticking out the top of the book, or the side of the book, so they know it's there and they know to reflect on it. Um, that's a way that's the way that a lot of teachers actually, and in the process of doing that, also being recording notes in their own observational notebooks and are using anecdotal notebook records while doing these sticky notes. So that tends to be a way that a lot of teachers approach project-based learning assessment. Okay. Well, okay, you want to start, or somebody out there wants to start, where do they start? Like... Well, Mandy, why don't you tell us again? <laughs> well, I could tell you again. I would, personally, there's a PBL hashtag out there. That's where I'd start. Yeah. I'd, I'd go out and I would try to find somewhere on social media somebody who's already done it, somebody who could mentor me through it. Get on your Twitter feed. Or... Google Plus or mm. Facebook. Mm. There's some Facebook groups for teachers that do project-based learning. But Mandy, Facebook is meant for social media, not for learning. I know, but you know, it's one of those things where sometimes the line blurs. Mm. Blurred lines. <laughs> Anyways. It's not a black and white situation. No. Um, the other piece of advice I would actually give is there's actually a lot of pre-done PBL units out there. There are, yep. Don't reinvent the wheel the first time round. No. Go with something that's already out there. Try it out, especially if you're on your own. Yeah. If you're working with a team of people, well, then you're sharing the workload and maybe you do want to try things out. But, you know, learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. Go out, try their unit first, and then tweak it to fit your needs. Or try it, or take a look at it, read through it, and go and read and tweak. And kind of go, yes, this works in this way for my population. So that way you've already got a really, really strong foundation for what you're doing, and you can go with it from there. Yeah. So, we, I mean, there. Are, that, all this being said, we do need to address some of the pros and cons. Because just like every approach to learning, whether it be direct instruction, uh, you know, full inquiry, whatever, there's always pros and cons to it. That's true. Everything in life has pros and cons. It's true. So, let's start with the cons. Let's start with the cons and finish with the pros. Okay. Con. God, it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of planning. 
and it's very intentional. You almost have to, you know, before you set out on a project, it almost needs to be walked, you know, walked through the fine tooth comb to make sure there's no gotchas. Gotchas. Uh, you really need to anticipate your kids learning and the potential answers they could give, or potential questions they could have about a task. So that way you're ready to go for those. So there is that broader, bigger understanding that you need to have mm -hmm. in the planning process. You also need to be really organized. If you're going to have to be giving a lot of anecdotal feedback yeah. and you're going to have to be taking notes, this is not something where you can scratch it on the back of a napkin and then go looking for it three weeks later when you're trying to write report cards. Yeah, I know. Um, the sticky notes are useful. Make sure you have them recorded somewhere else if you do decide to go that route. Keeping track of where they are is clutch to this process. And you, it has to be very intentional. And you need to, in the same way that people need to carve out time to do other tasks, with PBL, you need to make sure you carve out time at the end of your day or during your prep times to go through the notebooks, to go through the assessments that you've done. Maybe you've chucked in a quick you know, math checkpoint as part of your project. You need to make sure those are you know, graded and ready to get back to the kids for feedback fairly quickly. Okay, so are there any other negatives? Uh, I don't think so. Because generally, kind of leaning over towards the positives, oh, yeah. kids tend to be fairly engaged in these things. This is, this is true. In fact, I even read that one person was arguing that you have fewer classroom management issues when you're doing project-based learning. Well, because, I mean, they're more active in the classroom. I mean, you, you, the, the classroom isn't going to be your standard, everyone be quiet and sit down and write what I have to say on the board. It's going to be more them getting up and active and you kind of engaging them in the middle of a task or kind of observing what they're doing with the task. So it's naturally going to be more engaged because they're just going to be more active and there's going to be different levels of engagement there. Yeah. Um, for schools that are following the ISTE standards mm. the, for students, there are quite a few of the standards that are put out by ISTE, you can actually achieve through project-based learning. Yeah. So that's a positive. Um, and there's also, if you look into the um, IB, you'll notice that a lot of the ways they do things are project-based. So if you look at the inquiry methods, the only, like, you can teach PBL through inquiry. Right. The difference is, if you go a really almost purist inquiry for PBL, the students will be creating their tasks, and you differentiate for them based on the tasks they've created. One of the things I did notice when I was doing my research was there, does, there do seem to be different kinds of project-based learning. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can do it through, direct, through a lot of direct instruction. That you can do a project, you can teach a lesson and then have them go work on the task. Teach a lesson, and you kind of you walk through. It's almost like you know, hand-holding them through a project. Mm -hmm. But you can also do it full inquiry, too, where you simply say, guys, you need to get to here. Go. Design your tasks <laughs> and go. And just all you do is really create the, the, the barriers for where they should and shouldn't go. Right. Uh, to make sure, and, and make sure, and you've got to kind of flip them back on task if they get off task with a project to do, with a, uh, or an activity to do that they've designed. Uh, making sure that their activities and they, what they are doing actually do get to the end result. So there's varying levels, and they can be as wide open or as strict and more traditional as you'd like them to be. By the way, we're not saying traditional is bad, by the way, just a point of clarification here. Not I, at I all. No. I mean, I know I'm probably coming off like it is. It's not. It's just a different way of doing it. It's a different style. It's all of this. And as with all of these methods, some students do much better with 
having project-based learning. They do. Other students do much better with a traditional classroom. Exactly. They need more structure. Yeah. And only you know how your students are going to behave and how they're going to react to things. Exactly. All right, so that's our uh, the gist of PBL. Um, we hope you guys have a great day. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, happy projecting. Happy projecting. Bye. Bye.